ladies and gentlemen. Really? Out of the gate? Yeah. For have, 210? Have 210. Special 210. <laughs> I want to do a bad accent. And I'm from Toronto, eh? <laughs> nice. It's been, it's been a while. Yeah, we yeah. Back a little, little callback. A little callback <laughs> to an earlier time of bad accents. Uh, my name is Grab Elwood. I'm Chris Mancini, and we've got a wonderful show for you today. We're going to be talking in depth about uh, Captain America, Winter Soldier, mm-hmm. to give you a little earbuds uh uh, preview, and also we'll be talking to our guest, Steve Cooper. How about We didn't introduce him yet, but I'm just saying. That's Episode coming up. 210, halfway to 420. Nice. Ah, another another half math four thing. T- 420 somewhere. <laughs> it's episode 420. In the future. Yeah, in the future it'll be yeah, episode in the 420. Future. So people can, on that episode, you know, can smoke marijuana. I won't. Um, you get a contact high, though. I, <laughs> I'm a living contact yeah. high. I haven't been on the road with Doug since January. Mm-hmm. And I'm going Did back. Did your head clear? My head clear. My skin. I've, everything feels great. <laughs> and I'm going back on the road with them this week. So I gotta, you know. You gotta like take some airborne. Before you <laughs> there's, yeah, there's there's weed born yeah. out there that I take to to uh, prevent. Yeah, it effervesces. Yeah, and then it's like a some... uh, yeah, it's like a weed firewall right? that you take. <laughs> <laughs> That's what weed born is. So I'm gonna weed born it. Um, uh, well, you know, let's thank everyone who came out to uh, the Nerd Melt. Got some great footage from Nerd Man, Melt on Sunday. Really solid yeah. interviews with some fans, mm-hmm. uh, specifically Joe and West, who came mm-hmm. out, and uh, and, oh, and Martin and Leonardo. These guys, all fans, and had really. Somebody brought their kids. Someone brought their kids. Yeah, Gary brought, <laughs> Gary brought his brought daughter his Ella, and mm-hmm. uh, they all had really uh, cool, interesting things to say about yes. podcasting and relate in a way that we're. It was just, uh, it was funny. Um, you know, uh, the crew was all like, cause prior to this, now we've just the last two weeks have been shooting all podcaster interviews, which have been great. We've been getting great stuff. Um, but I remember the, some of the crew guys were like, so when are we going to start? Like, when are we going to start tying these stories together? And I go, just wait when we talk to the fans. Yeah. Yeah, and you're the crew. Shut up. Yeah, just hang the lights. <laughs> Stop your yapping. Um, I remember paying you for opening your crew hole. Yeah, yeah. I remember you to just press play and shoot. Make sure it's in focus. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it was it was cool because you know tying stuff in, remembering like interviews that I had done with the podcasters and these fans talking about those specific shows, or you know, like when when Todd Glass came out, or when you know. Greg Barrett was dealing with, you know, relapsing and and you know going back into recovery and all that stuff. So it was really it was really interesting. It was it was really cool. And, and thanks to everybody that came out. And thank you to everybody at uh, at Nerd Melt. Nerd Melt that helped. And we got great days. interviews at Sideshow Network. Yeah, yeah, they were um, really good too. Really good stuff. Uh, and we just want to also give you an update on the uh, movie. We are like as we said too. We came up a little short with pledges that didn't fund and yeah. uh, after the commission. Mm-hmm. So. We put up on ComedyFilmNerds.com where you can still pre-order the $25 and $50 tier as well as a customized one if you want to go. You know, we could use one or two more at the ten grand level. <laughs> that would definitely well, that, help. Because we here's the thing. We really want to go to Australia and Japan because... And follow as, these storylines. The, the, as the podcasters and everybody were talking about the connection to fans and hearing fans on the other side of the world and specifically... Then, you know, in Australia and Russell, we've spoken about the, the kangaroo miner. Yes. <laughs> it's brutal in the kangaroo mines. <laughs> the kangaroo mines are brutal. So I want to see a guy in a kangaroo mine. I want yeah. to know what that's like. Yeah. That'd be really funny if it's uh, the miner actually sits in the pouch with the helmet. And then they go <laughs> and he hops mine. around yeah. and chops away. 
kangaroo shavings. Yeah. yeah, so we want to see this thing that we didn't know existed. Um, I told Neil we might be going to um, Australia. And you know what he said to me? He goes, Australia, that's where the most poisonous animals in the world live. Yeah. So hopefully <laughs> so, we're going to... That's an odd reaction, though. Thanks, isn't Neil. It? Yeah. Um, you're a worldly like, man. Yeah. Like, I, like, I'm not going to go seek out poisonous animals <laughs> like, like i'm not gonna go looking the for them yeah like or i don't think they're gonna jump up and chase us you know <laughs> <laughs> i don't know they might hate american camera crews um, but but we want to let you guys know too and again we're, we're going to be transparent about this whole thing it's about uh, 30 grand is what we're, we're looking at we need to make up in the shortfall and graham and i are putting more of our money in mm-hmm. i don't want you to think that we're like we're just asking all you guys to do all the yeah, work like we're not another kickstarter yeah no, no. We're, we're 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 making up the shortfall as well we're putting more of our own money in but we we really could use that 10 to 20 grand help to get us to the uh uh to get us overseas and that doesn't just mean cash i mean if you guys like i said if you work for an airline well some of you we, we've like, already been getting great emails yeah from people who people are going to said they would put us up in perth yeah and a guy that works for a a uh, lighting company in Australia is like, I can yes. help you out with equipment rental. He said, just beware of the snakes. Beware <laughs> of the snakes and, and the, the poisonous spiders. Yeah, the kangaroo miners. <laughs> yeah. Um, the poisonous spiders. So already dingoes. you guys have been really helping out, which is such a cool thing. And it is about what this film is about anyway, is the podcasting community. And we've heard that said time and time again by the podcasters and fans these last two weeks of interviews. Last, the last two weeks of interviews have just been amazing. It's been such a cool thing. And, um, you know, we've got a lot more to go, but it's, it's really awesome. So um, thank you to yeah, all it, of it's that. A, we're very happy with the way it's coming out. It's, it's amazing. Yeah. Let's introduce our guest. Let's introduce our guest, the uh, host of Cooper Talk. On uh, is not only a podcast but a radio show too, in in the Burbank, California. Ladies and gentlemen, a comedian that I've known for many, many years. When I started comedy in Philadelphia, he was already a well-known working comic, a legend <laughs> in Philadelphia, as it were. Ladies and gentlemen, Steve Cooper. I, I wore the Temple shirt. Just yeah, I, I did. I know. I was back Temple East. Owls. I saw it at TJ Maxx for like five bucks, and I said it's going to come in handy one day when I come out. And when I was on the show, I told my <laughs> yeah. girlfriend, I said. I got to go to the temple. I yeah, got to go yeah. to the temple. So it's great to be here. You guys, you do great work. It's uh, You guys are, um, you've both been on my show. Yes. yes. You've been on twice. Uh-huh. And uh, yeah, it's been great. Tell us about the uh, yeah. the show and like how does it work with radio and podcast at the same time? Well, radio, I play three days a week on Indy 100, which mm-hmm. is where I record. But I also play on All Radio X, which just different stations, WSDI, Chicago, a few different uh, stations. And what I do is the week after I air, I put them on podcasts. I put up one on Wednesday and one on Sunday because I record um, two hours, two different one, two one episodes, uh, two one hour episodes, and then I just put them on. I stagger them the week after, so it doesn't. People can listen to the show, and if they miss it, they can go to my website or iTunes or Stitcher. Right. Cool. And was it is it a, like a show business? Like, tell our fans who may not be familiar with it what it's. Well, what it is is what it's the focus a, is. It's I just talk about people's careers. My 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 <laughs> no seriously my 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 catchphrase is I'm only as hip as my guests. So um, that takes all the onus off me. Yeah. So once I start talking to them, I do my research. I see what they've been. Someone like you, I've known. Mm-hmm. So we can we talk sure. or like John Matt is on. We talk about right, right. old stories. But a lot of actors I've been getting lately are I'm getting a lot of character actors, and I look at their IMDb, and there's like 150. Parts. credits yeah, so you're yeah, sitting there going right. where do you start so I just try to piece it together and just try to go chronological and then I steer off because we all when we interview we do go off on tangents but I always I always bring it back to the shows about them I don't mm-hmm. want it to be about me because I'm not I'm not interesting I don't have 200 credits on IMDb <laughs> but I just it's been great like that 
Very cool. Well, uh, Steve, I want to ask you this. Uh, you have your own website, right? Yes. Uh, is it a Squarespace website? I have no idea. <laughs> wow. It's... I, it should be. It should be. What does that mean? A Squarespace website. Well, this episode is actually brought to you by Squarespace. Okay. Mm-hmm. And uh, Squarespace is an all-in-one platform that makes it easy and fast to create your own professional website mm-hmm. or online portfolio so people can find all your work. And for a free trial and 10% off, see, this is where it would apply to you. Yes. As your first purchase, go to squarespace.com and use the offer code CFN. 10% off. Uh- I was going to say, all of your character actors that have been on your show, <laughs> if they don't start a Squarespace website to showcase all of their work, they should. They really should. I mean, every character actor, whether you're, um, you know, Barfly number four or, or whether <laughs> well, you're... Uh, I remember when I first moved out here, and especially in the Valley, there's a lot of character actors. A ton, yeah. Like character yeah. and commercial actors. And, you, and you'd get to that thing where you're like... Did I go to high school with this guy? Yeah, or? Yeah. Oh, no, it's the guy from the Pepsi ad. Well, okay, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. That's how I get my guests. When I sit there, I'll be watching TV, and I'll see, like, let's say it's a castle, and I go, that guy looks really familiar. So I'll push the episode button on my uh, remote, and I go on the IMDb, and I look, and I see the name, and I go, okay, they have to be on Twitter, or they have a website, or they have Facebook, and I send them a message, and most of them get back to me. I've had, I mean, I've had a lot of really, I had the janitor from the Breakfast Club on two weeks ago. Oh, John Kapalos, who's yeah, been in a yeah. ton of stuff. I mean, I have Ethan Embry coming on tomorrow. Oh, that's awesome. I mean, just different people. I sit there, yeah, I go, yeah. wow. I they, could talk to him about the Breakfast Club for an hour. Yeah, oh, easily, great. easily. And then I would tell him to start a Squarespace website. <laughs> yeah, we should. <laughs> yeah. Called breakfastclubjanitor.com yeah. <laughs> and I would use coupon code CFM. Yeah. <laughs> Why wouldn't you do that if you were? If you oh, I would absolutely. Yeah. And I would just, that, that scene in the movie where he's like, Oh, yeah, you think you don't... Well, however he said it, he's like, oh, you think I don't pay attention, I don't listen, I don't go through yeah. your trash? Yeah. And they all, all the kids at yeah. the same time all go, oh. Oh, my God, he knows everything. He's like the CIA. <laughs> yeah, <he> yeah. <laughs> and um, uh, so, yeah, so the great thing about uh, Squarespace, Steve, in case you weren't aware of it... And is high they, school janitors. And high school janitors. It, they're both drag and drop. They're just really easy. <laughs> Which is and, good, for because I'm clueless. That'd be, yeah. That's wonderful for me. No, and it I, makes I, it, I set mine up, so if I can do it, you can. It makes it so easy, and there's great support, and it's very affordable, and there's different plans, and we really recommend it. The other thing that's great about Squarespace is they're a big, strong advocate of podcasting. Yes. So we want, we want people to support them because they support us. One of the interviews yesterday... Uh, at Nerdmelt, we were talking to uh, this guy Leonardo, and we were asking, what, you know, why does he like podcasting? And he's like, you know, uh, sometimes I, 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 you know, when I listen to a podcast, they'll just have it's, it's advertising that's for me, you know, like it, there'll be one sponsor, and he goes, I have, I started a, a Squarespace site, like he listed <laughs> Squarespace. He said, yeah. I've used that, and he goes, it's it's advertising that I that actually is is pertains to me and what i'm doing so it was it was a cool it was great thing. so let's get into it oh my god captain america the winter soldier okay who wants to start you know what maybe we should let our guest start Steve, because he hasn't know. seen uh, a lot of the other marvel movies yeah, so let's I, get his perspective okay. i will start I'm no gonna, no spoilers no spoilers no no, yeah. no chris said you know go see a movie and i said well, mm-hmm. i saw grand Budapest hotel i said we talked about that so i said what's coming out and then i said told chris i have seen spider-man and Iron Man. I haven't seen the Avengers, which I heard is great. I haven't seen the first Captain America. So I told my girlfriend, she saw the Avengers. She liked it. I said, let's go to see Captain America. So we went yesterday morning and we went to the smaller theater in Burbank because the big one, the show was later and that would be packed. And I went in not really expecting anything. I knew it would be good because I read the flicks, the reviews, good reviews. But when you go into one of those movies and I'm not 
per se a fan of comic books. I read them when I was younger. But when you go in and you see it and you're not expecting anything and you don't have that like, oh, I'm a comic person, you know, that I expect mm-hmm, this and that. Mm-hmm. I tell you, it was it kicked ass. It was, I mean, it's just the, I mean, I love, vi- not violence movies, but it's the violence that it's the cartoony violence, mm-hmm. but the fight scenes were great. The story was good. The banter back and forth, a great cast. And I was, I was like, now I'm going to Avengers, uh, Avengers is on, um, epics. I'm going to go home, put it on, uh, on demand and watch it because it's just, it's really like, that's what movies are supposed to be. It's just fun, you know? Yeah. Uh, yes. I mean, that's the thing about this. And, and I think that's why overall these Marvel movies have been doing so well is they're capturing the right amount of fun, just pure of, of what makes comic books fun. Absolutely. And staying true to the characters and and the 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 origins and the and the universe of these characters and then what makes them what makes them great. What makes yeah. them great. You don't lose that in these movies. I, I, I really liked it. And then and then then yeah, of course, cool action, cool special effects. Amazing and like action. Yeah. It's one of those movies where you go, Oh this costs like hundred and seventy million dollars, but you go, Oh, it's on the screen. I see it. Yep. I see the hundred and seventy right. million dollars in every car crash, even though every effects house in the on the planet worked on it. You know, it, <laughs> so it looked uh, amazing. Uh, now, I want to say something just in a broad sense about these Marvel movies, and I, one of the reasons why I think they're so successful is that when you had the DC movies like Dark Knight and all of these uh, um, other ones, even throughout the years, even going back to Michael Keaton, the way a lot of comic book movies used to be were they were a film interpretation of these characters. They were, all right, if these characters were on film and in a movie, this is how they would act, this is what we like. Now, a lot of times their characteristics would transfer over. But these Marvel movies, starting with Iron Man, are the first time I've ever seen, like, these are comic books come to life. This is really what they are. These are really comic books come to life in everything from the color to the scenes to the action. And you could really see it. This is my comic book uh, alive. And also the way they interact with each other. You know, that never used to happen either. Like, you have, like, there's this whole cinematic universe of these comic books and all the characters cross-pollinate, then they all come in with the Avengers, and then they all do their separate movies, and there are so many pitfalls for doing that, and they're sidestepping, I'd say, most of them. You know, every right. once in a while, there's there's a misfire, like when you have uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., or uh, when you have, uh, like, the, first, the Hulk movies, they couldn't quite seem to get right, but, you know, for the most part, I mean, that track record is on par with Pixar, with these movies. I mean, they've really been really great. I mean, I, I love this movie. I thought it was fantastic. Well, what's amazing for me also was, as I, I don't know the Captain America whole backstory, but going into it, I didn't need to. I was right. caught up as soon as they showed him walking through the museum, which isn't a giveaway. Then I said, okay, right. I got the gist. I mean, I knew who he was, but that's what's great about it. And I didn't see the first one, which I don't know if it had anything to do. I didn't know any of the characters. And I just right. sat there and went, you don't do that usually when you see, if you follow, like with comic books, it's the inside. Right. They did a Dungeons and Dragon movie. Yeah. If I went in, I had no idea what it was. <laughs> but that but that movie, I just walked in, I said, not knowing anything, and I walked out like, wow, I know the whole story now. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and, and that's, that's what was amazing. And that's what's a sign of a, a really well put together movie because you have um, the fans that do know the whole story and they're just as entertained as the fans that are coming in cold. So you have all the information there for new fans and you also have all the information to kind of tip a hat to the fans that already kind of know everything. Um, what I really loved about it too is, and this is a great formula and we've seen it also in comic books and with Dark Knight is you 
don't just have Captain America in every scene beating everybody up. Mm-hmm. Then it's a boring movie. Mm-hmm. What you have is other characters. You have other characters with things to do. You know, there's other characters with other motivations, but tie into the story that may not necessarily be in the same scene or doing what Captain America is doing, regardless of whether on the same side or not, which makes a movie so much more interesting and puts it more on like a conspiracy thriller elements than just like an action punch him, beat him up. Punch him, beat him up. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's better than a beat him up. Yeah. Um, it, it's twice as good. <laughs> well, the, the, I, I like what you, I wanted to touch upon what you said about the, the sort of, um, uh, spy conspiratorial aspect of this film. I really liked it because again, it gave it more, it gave the characters more depth and again, made it more interesting because it's so easy for big budget special effects to just go from one big, dumb, loud blow up. One set piece to the next. To the next yeah. with no, like I got. No reason for no it. No <laughs> reason for it. And just like another, oh great, another fight scene. And this was like, no, and all the, like how Samuel Jackson played that how it was vague is is scarlett johansson like where, where does everyone fall like right and, right and and the the backstory that that steve rogers was frozen for 50 years right um so how is he going, how does he even fit into this new world how does he fit in why do, does he need to does he want to right you know and and those is it better that he doesn't does yeah is mm-hmm. he is it is it better for him for the world like does he need this and uh, is S.H.I.E.L.D. to be trusted. Mm-hmm. You know what I and mean? And that's always been a theme in the comic books. Is S.H.I.E.L.D. a little, it's like the NSA. Like right. It's a little too shadowy of an organization. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, they're for the good all the time. They really? always say they don't do so, anything. everything's for the good. They kind of use that as an excuse. They don't do anything weird or, yeah. uh, you know, underhanded. There's no uh, secret prisons anywhere. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I know. And and they, they, they went into that and it just made it more interesting to watch because it, it and relatable because and, there was a mm-hmm. lot of uh, you know real world parallels. Yeah, that's what they did. They were sort of drawing about the the sort of uh, you know how, how America in post post nine eleven America you know is 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 wrestling with and continues to wrestle with. Here we are, what thirteen years later of like. We'll eliminate threats before they're threats. Right. Yeah. Well, how, though? Well, yeah. It's like in America, like, well, we're going to have drones. That didn't work with Minority Report. Yeah, I know. It's <laughs> like, I remember, like, what was it, last year when Obama was like, I'm on board with drones. And I was like, what? You know, like, and, and that controversy of, and, and where do you stand on that personally? And, you know, we've been, in this country, we've been fighting a war in Afghanistan for 13 years. It's the longest war we've ever been in. And... What is the justification of that? We want to stop terrorism. You know, how, how do we do it? You know what I mean? Like, where do we stand on this? And they put that in this big, it's a summer popcorn movie. Right, 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 exactly. You know, and, and that's awesome that they did that and make us all sort of think about that through these these comic book characters. And you also, this this is what I love too about this movie. It dispels the myth that popcorn movies need to be dumb, big, uh, and loud only. Yep. Like, oh, like the excuse uh, drives me nuts. Oh, it's just a popcorn movie. Oh, so that means it doesn't have to be good or have right. a compelling story or characters or plot. No, this was um, 100% the definition of a, of a popcorn movie and it was amazing and it was fantastic. Yeah, what's also good with the characters was there was certain people that in the beginning you just had a very small part and then they all ended up being an integral part, which is, you don't expect that in a popcorn movie. Right. I mean, the writing, there was layers. It was like, okay, this person who, wait a second, this person is that person that now they're there and it just added to it. Yeah. And that, again, that's the, that's the mark of, 
of a good script. And this script has, it has five people credited, which is usually like, uh-oh. Yeah, that's usually, like, uh, Too yeah. many punch-ups. This yep. is going to be horrible. That's usually five red flags. Yeah, it's usually all <laughs> together. Uh, and, but... You know, and it's got two directors, and it's like, oh boy, this could this could be a GI Joe, or a battleship, or a Flintstones, or any just yeah, really <laughs> awful. But they did it right because I I just and we've talked about this before. I get the fee- I mean, not the film, but it's it's clear that Marvel has really come in in the best way possible, been very hands on with the making of these movies. Like yes. you just get that like. Uh-uh, this is what it is. They know they know we're staying true to these characters and yet make it big and fun right. and popcorny mm-hmm. and summer mm-hmm. movie. Like they do all those things right. And yeah, I, and I it, just, it's somebody actually said do both. Well, we can do both. Yes, you yeah, can. It is one of those yeah. things. No, you can't do both. Yeah, yeah absolutely. You absolutely mm-hmm. can. These movies prove it time and time again. Mm-hmm. Like every time, they, like Iron Man 2 was the only sort of misfire. So in, in this new right. reincarnation of Marvel, mm-hmm. really? I mean, Iron Man 1, 3 were, was great. Yeah, yeah. The two Thors. Yeah, I liked both Thors. You know, it's just like I said, like the Hulk, really, the, with the Edward Norton Hulk. The Ed Norton Hulk, but even that was not horrible. No, it was it was watchable. The Ang Lee one was not watchable. Yeah, the Ang Lee one was was, and that was just because I don't even blame him. I blame the person that hired Ang Lee to make a Hulk movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That was the problem. Yeah, yeah. We want Dostoevsky to do slapstick. Yeah, exactly. Let's well, maybe Brett Ratner can remake Seven Samurai. That'll be great. <laughs> oh, That'll be a perfect no. choice. Oh, I just physically became <laughs> ill when you said that. I think I need to go to a physician's. Place go to of back business. to the chiropractor. Yeah, I gotta, go, I gotta get readjusted. You put me out of alignment with that hypothetical nightmare. Oh, it is a hypothetical nightmare. Um, now, did you guys see it in a full house? Because mine was an early show. I mean, how did the crowd, was it a packed house when you were there? Crowd loved it. Okay, because yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, we were like, it was as 10 o'clock in the morning, so it was not that full. But I was just wondering how the crowd would react, because it is. I mean, I'm sure it's one of those movies where people clap at the end. And a lot of movies, people don't clap. They just say, uh, we're out of here. Kind of people those- clap during, like whenever Captain America kicks a fair amount of ass, then there's always that clap break, the applause break. It's one of those movies, and I think because now Marvel has built up all of this kind of goodwill with, with movie fans and with like comic book nerds that it's, it's people are like, yeah. And you kind of want to see it about it. Yeah. You, mm-hmm. you, it's like going to a sports bar. Like you want to, you want to see it in a, in a crowded theater. Cause mm-hmm. you want that excitement. You want everybody kind of on board with the fun of it. I mean, the trailer from when the trailer came out, I went, oh, I was like, Oh, I can't wait. This is going to be yeah, great. Yeah. And it's, and it, I don't think it disappointed me at all. No, no, it was, it was just as good as I wanted it to be. Yeah. It was excellent. Um, I will say one thing about because I know we have parents listening to it. It's a PG-13. All these Marvel movies are rated PG-13, but they do have varying levels of violence in them. And this one is a fairly violent movie. It's definitely that kind of Lord of the Rings violence where there's not a lot of blood or gore, but it's still a lot of violence. The body count is huge. I mean, this is not a spoiler, but, you know, somebody gets thrown into a propeller. <laughs> I yeah. mean, there's yeah. there's some nasty stuff in it. So I really rethink taking uh, young children to this movie. Yeah, it's not, I don't think it, I don't think it's good for young children. 
So what what else do we have coming up now in the Marvel world? Oh, well, um, Guardians of the Galaxy is coming up. Yes, they and played that tra- an, an extended trailer in front of this. I am excited about Guardians of the Galaxy. I was not on board at first. I thought, oh, this is dumb. This is They're never going to be able to pull this off. And it's going to be like, uh, you know, just they're going to try to make it too serious. And then I saw the trailer. I'm like, nope, I'm on board. They got they got the right tone. It's It looks the right mix of silly and action and then um, self-aware and James Gunn, I think is going to do a great job with it. It looks fun. Yeah, it does I, look someone fun. who doesn't know, I, said, I don't know. Someone yeah. put on Facebook. I saw the movie. They said they should do a Loki. I don't even know who Loki is. Loki movie. <laughs> I don't know. But the guy that one you said, I was watching it. And I said yeah. it looked exactly. It's like oh, this is going to yeah. be funny, and then you get the serious part. And I'm like, it just looks what the movies are supposed to be fun. Yeah, I think uh, my wife put it best after we saw the trailer. She just looked at me and went, "You know, the raccoon makes it." <laughs> <laughs> Is that a title, Chris, that you've read before? No, I've never read uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. That's not not one I ever um, um, covered or read. But speaking of covered, I was talking to Jackie Cation. She wants to come on and do the spoiler app for that one because that's one she read all the time, Ooh, Guardians of the Galaxy. we'll do that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I want to ask you this, uh, Steve, because you may, I know we have talked about it on the show, but I, w- I am curious to hear what you did think of the Grand Budapest Hotel. I... Thought it, I enjoyed it. It was a caper movie to me. It was it felt like more like it wasn't. I everyone says, and someone said a great thing. If no one can answer a Wes about a Wes Anderson movie, they just can't say, "Oh, it was good." You know, they have to sit there and right. go on and on and on, just a normal conversation. But it was one of those movies. Once again, it reminded me of the old caper, like the one scene where they're chasing with the down the sled, uh, down the ski ramp, and it was just it was. It's that sort of quirky movie I like. You know, it's sort of like that Woody Allenish feel, but more quirky. And I, I, I thought it was very enjoyable. Have you? Do you like his movies overall? Yeah, I mean, I, I like Rushmore. I, the uh, Tana Bombs. I love the characters. I didn't think that the story was that good. Mm-hmm. But then, you know, the other ones. You know, I mean, Bottle Rockets is the first one, so you can't sit there and say, "Oh, it's great." But Rushmore was just a fun movie, and Life Aquatic was fun. They're just they're fun, and they're they're quirky, they're offbeat. But as long as people don't try to go too offbeat, like this one, it was just you know, and it was wasn't too offbeat. It was just it was fun, and it was a caper movie. And it's one of those things you go, you see it. I mean, it's a good rental, but you know, it, that's the thing. It's like. If you want to spend money to see a movie, if you're going to spend money, go to see Captain America because you're getting your bang for the buck on a big screen. Mm-hmm. Grandpa, you know, if you see that on your 50 inch TV at home, it's not going to be taking away from the big screen. You don't need surround sound. Right. Well, I want to get back to this though. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, to Captain America, where what where? I mean, obviously they teased it. Of course, they always tease it. But where else can this character go now? Because they've done two movies. The first one was the actual World War II origin story, which, yes. which was great, mm-hmm. which is a great way to introduce him. And now this one, modern day, where does Captain America go? There's actually a lot of places that Captain America can go. I mean, Captain America fights the Red Skull periodically, and there's always uh, villains that can come back and also leading the Avengers. And then he's got a, a rather large rogues gallery on his own for Captain America. But the thing about Captain America has always been, he's always been in a way kind of the equivalent of Superman in DC where he's like the more, the noble hero, like more human than human kind of thing. Like he's like represents the ideals of humanity and, and America basically. And um, he's the hero that maybe the other heroes like look up to or like Batman or like, 
kind of, you know, sneer at a little bit, like, oh, he's a fossil, that kind of thing. So it's kind of that mold. And there's actually very fertile ground there. You could do a lot with that character. So it depends where they, you know, what they do with them and where they go with it. But there's there's a lot of stuff, um, you know, and there's always the, the death-rebirth storylines that every comic book character had, which is actually a... Uh, a more recent one is the death of Captain America. Well, I mean, and the other thing I want to say this, uh, this is now, uh, Chris Evans is great. Yeah, I'm on yeah, board with Chris I'm Evans. I'm so on yeah. board. Mm-hmm. You know, the Fantastic Four movies made me like, oh, this dude. Yeah, yeah. Clearly not his fault. The Fantastic yeah. Four movies are not his fault at all. Do we hear, you know, they announced the new Fantastic Four movie and really? they announced the casting and um, it was so miscast. They cast like almost like, 20 some year olds for like especially for reed richards really the scientist and the fans went nuts and i was just thinking in my head this is like um um the other studio going because it's another studio that still owns the rights i think it was fox saying like you know pretty much fuck you marvel we still have them we're gonna ruin them ha ha yeah and then the backlash was so huge like like even more than normal more than ben affleck batman normal um everything got pulled and everything's going back into development including the casting i mean i love how chris evans is acting like a man from the 40s yeah and that's key to this character that's if you if you can't get that right you can't get captain america right Right. that's it that's your that's your foundation for this and he has that look like the old old school movies like when you see him in black and white footage you think okay, yeah. it's not like it's some guy who, and you don't really, you don't really see thing about thing anything about Chris Evans in TMZ or anything like that. So you don't know what the guy's like. But if it's someone like a Colin Farrell, you're going, well, the guy's smoking cigarettes and walking yeah, around. Yeah. <laughs> then you see him with that character, you're like I don't I don't buy it. It's still right. Colin Farrell. But this one, no, he's not in the forefront. So people are like, okay, the guy's clean cut. He, I mean, he's ripped. He's yeah, a big ripped, yeah. big guy, and he's perfect for Captain America. He's great in the way he plays it. The relationship with Scarlett Johansson, I really liked. That was really cool too. Yeah, um, how they sort of played that out, um, the stuff with his neighbor and all that mm-hmm. stuff, I really liked. Uh, and I really like Anthony Mackie. Um, you know, he his neighbor, by the way, too, in the comic books, is like kind of an on again, off again girlfriend for. Ah. Sort of, so they might develop that storyline as well. Well, that's cool because uh, again, like Anthony Mackie, who, who plays Sam Wilson and and Falcon. You know, in the beginning, he's great in terms of his, like, reverence and also a little, like, damn, like, how come, you know, like, this yeah. guy keeps passing me, <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? Jogging, like, he's yeah. so good. And uh, and on all of it, I mean, like, like um, Robert Redford I loved mm-hmm. in his part, and uh, I thought he was perfect for that. And, and There's and, a great War Games joke in there. Yes. <laughs> Yep. Yeah. When <laughs> my girlfriend uh, caught that. She's yeah. Like, That's the, from the Matthew Broderick movie. I'm like, yeah, War Games? Yeah, that's a great one. Oh, really? When they're looking at the, um, this is not a spoiler, by the way, there's an old computer that they're looking at. And Scarlett Johansson goes, want to play a game? Ah. And uh, and she's like, that's from and Chris, and Captain America. And goes, yeah, I saw it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was funny when he pulls out the list of things he needs to get caught up right? on. Right. And it says Star Wars slash Trek. Right. Like that was that was really Nirvana. Cool. Nirvana. Yeah. Like that was that was really cool. Um so I, I really like this movie and I'm and I'm 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 just so excited. It's just like every summer we're going to get a great Marvel movie or two. Yeah, and this like is a, every. I'm just like, oh, great! It's summertime. And this is a great example of voting with your dollar. This movie deserves to have made ninety some million dollars over the weekend. Do you remember when we started doing this podcast four or five years ago? And it was, or when we started doing the website six years ago, 
and was just we almost like dreaded the summer sometimes. You know what I mean? Like there was so many, some summers we'd get excited for, but then they would always be let down. There'd always be a green lantern. There'd be a green lantern. Mm. There'd be a green hornet. And we'd be like, Ugh. Yeah. Ugh. And now it's who, like, who Neil can't see all of these. I We're going to have to see a few of these. <laughs> and now those movies still come out, mm-hmm. but it doesn't matter because there's this kind of We're stuff the good coming ones, yeah. every summer. And it's yeah. awesome, man. Although apparently the next thing is uh, the new Car- Captain America movie is the same uh, release window as the new Dark Knight Superman movie. And uh, what's what I find really funny is when I see on the internet people saying, oh, that was a bad mood, Marvel. You can't go up against Batman and Superman. It's not like... You go to the movies and go, oh, I can only see one of these movies. Which one will I choose? And I'll never get to see the other one ever. It's ridiculous. It has nothing to do with when these movies come out. If it's a movie that you want to see, you'll go see it. It doesn't matter that it comes out right near another movie that you may want to see. You might actually go see two movies you want to see. But you might also get the people sneaking in. That's one of those sneaking in things. (laughs) You go out and you go, all right, I saw the Batman, but now, you know what? I can get in the... You look at the time and you go, because then that's like the perfect evening. Then you can talk to your friends like, oh, well, which one do you like better? And that's just, that's what happens to them, I think. Uh, If I wasn't so tired, I would have snuck into the raid too. Yeah. No, I wouldn't have snuck in. I would have bought a separate ticket because I want to give that movie my money. And you would have, it would have been least two and a half hours yeah, i know it's long. i saw it last night we're going to talk about that on the next i'm going to see it again i'm going to see it not mm-hmm. again i will yeah. actually see it and shooting this movie has been hard for me to go actually see movies oh yeah it's been it's been killing us i mean you get the other thing we forgot to mention about the movies it's not like we have a huge staff you know we're Man. all doing like nine or ten different hats right now so it's it's we're all just trying to get uh, everything done yeah um so it's everything from producing to you know directing to high, you know oh, uh, locations crew locations Man, crew craft services loading, everything like, it's just like it's uh you know we're on a we're on a skeleton crew yeah um because uh i got a friend of mine saw noah oh yeah Okay. <laughs> I'm glad you guys didn't want me to see that. No. I'm, I'm, yeah, I was like, yeah. when Chris said see something, I'm like, okay, not no, I really don't want to see not, that. No, not divergent, not divergent. Exactly. Um, what was this one line review? Was it was? Um, oh man. Oh, forget he slammed the movie. So, oh, this is great. This makes. I've heard. Great. I've seen a bunch of Facebook posts saying that the audience was leaving two by two from the movie theater. <laughs> <laughs> No, it was. Oh no, I, I know what he said. He goes, "It's Gladiator meets Transformers." That's what he, that's, <laughs> really. That's, that's what he said. It was. He said it was dumb and just and CG at yeah, yeah, and just stupid. He goes, he goes, and there was people. I've heard this numerous times in the theater who were like, "Oh, that's not in the Bible." Like they did, they, they rewrote the Bible. They punched up the Bible. <laughs> Joe Esther House, yeah, 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 the yeah. Bible. <laughs> <laughs> so that's our quick review of Noah, yeah. folks. If you like Gladiator, and we actually got. I sent it back that we didn't publish it. We got um, C.J. Johnson sent us a review of Noah, but here's the thing: it was so insightful and it started going into more his um history and relationship with with christian type movies i said you got to make this a column i sent it back to him and said talk about all of the christian movies that you've seen and that you uh in your experience with them because this is uh seemed very personal to him so hopefully we'll be getting a um uh, a revised column on that well yeah check out cj johnson just started writing for us a couple months ago he's our australian uh writer he's our australian (laughs) correspondent so he's he's awesome man um check that out all right 
So, Steve, why don't we talk to you about uh, like what kind of movies do you like? Like when you when you're home with the girlfriend, like what do you rent? What do you guys gravitate towards? I I love documentaries. I think we talked about this when mm-hmm. on the show when you were on my show about when the book your book came out. Yeah, yeah. I just that's what I think about I love about Netflix. I'll just go and I'll scan and I'll watch documentaries. I mean, she'll watch she'll watch anything. I mean, she's one of those you know like when she goes back to visit her mom, I'm like okay, well you know what? you're gonna watch that movie. I mean, like the Adam Sandler preview was on. I said I'm not going to see that, but you just say so you no. Know, she goes I don't want to see that. But I like I mean I like Woody Allen movies. I love mob movies. I love you know those kind of dark movies. But documentaries is just something that you just find random stuff that you would never know about. And there's one called uh, a band called Death. It was about this oh, punk rock yeah, in Detroit, yeah. and it's like I didn't even know about them. And I've listened to punk rock, and you put it on, and you just for an hour and a half, you just fed knowledge that you didn't know anything about. And I'd rather watch that unless it's, you know, I have all the cable channels. I don't hardly watch any of the movies. Mm-hmm. I mean, every once in a while, you'll sit there and go, okay, this is on demand. We'll watch that. But that's what I, I I've been gravitating towards documentaries just because. That's a great film, by the way. A, a band called oh, that. It's just a great film. Amazing story. And people, no one knows about it. I mean, mm-hmm. no one, I've never heard of them. And it's just amazing how that's what documentaries do. When it's not a documentary that is, you know, when someone's doing propaganda, as I call it, when they sit there and shove, it's their point of view down your throat. I don't like them. But when you watch, certain, even like the ESPN, I'm a big sports fan, the 30 on 30s. Oh, those are great. 30 for, the 30 for 30s are great. And they're just put together so well. And you can sit there and you watch it. And, and it's an hour and a half and you don't even feel like it. And, you know, now with Netflix, there's no commercials. And, you know, and yeah, I got the Chrome thing upstairs because she's watching stuff yeah. downstairs. <laughs> I watched a Chrome off the Chromecast upstairs and there's just, you know, I watched them all on Salinger. Just different, there's different good ones, you know, and, and that's the thing. You can find any, any topic you want and you can find it. You can just sit there and scroll and you're like, oh, I want to see that one. Then your queue ends up being like 20 things long and then you, someone says, oh, that movie was great. So then you pop that to the top of your queue and then some you start to watch and they suck and so then you just sit there and go, okay, I can stop it. That's what, you didn't rent it. You're paying seven, seven bucks a month. What what are some other ones that you've seen recently that you've liked? Whether docs, I uh, I can't think right now. Actually, I watched the last one last night, which was a short documentary, but from ESPN, it was on Herschel Walker, which is an amazing story about how this guy. What a when you watched, watched him in college, just he what was a beast. Unbelievable. I mean, you looked at him, you went and and he, and when he went a, to the USFL. It was a shot like the whole world almost yeah. exploded, and it was he got signed the biggest contract. You know, it's, that was just amazing. Then there's one about this Boston Celtics player who was uh, was just a drug addict, and it was amazing. Like he would be sitting outside Boston Garden trying to in his uniform waiting for someone to drop him off like Vicodin. And you just you sit there and that's the thing. They're just, the sports ones are so honest. And there was, you know, there's one also it was about, it was on epics. It was, uh, an, um, Sam Rockwell was a narrator and it was about how college athletes should get paid. And they showed that the whole argument where, it's you know, a big controversy. Yeah. I mean, this guy who plays Ariel Foster plays for, played for Tennessee. Now he's a pro. He's like, I'm there. People wearing my jerseys. 125,000 people there. I score three touchdowns. I can't get a job because, you know, and I can't eat. But if my coach brings me his tacos, that's like a violation. And it was just, it was amazing that for how much money the NCAA makes, it just, it blows you away. Well, that's great because, I mean, and that, that's the thing I say about like some of the 30 for 30 documentaries and some of the ESPN ones. You don't need to be a sports fan. Right. Watch those. And I mean, that specific thing is, is because when those rules were written, it was back when 
you know, in the twenties or thirties when you were a student athlete and, and universities weren't making, they didn't have, they weren't making bank off the game. $20 million TV contracts. I mean, these big schools like Alabama and USC, they make crazy money. And I used to be like, college students shouldn't get paid. But then I look and you're right. It's like, if my Jersey number was in the stands and the school was making millions of dollars off it, I'd be like, yeah, I don't think they should get paid to play. But if they want to do a commercial, they should let them. Let let's say, let's say someone from UCLA, oh, we want you to do a commercial for Buffalo Wild Wings. Let the kid make twenty five thousand. It doesn't affect him. It's with the Olympic athletes. I had Ty Babylonia on my show, mm-hmm. and when she skated, they didn't make any money. Now, you know, Lindsey Vaughn get the endorsements after. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. These now, you don't have to win anything. Lindsey Vaughn missed these Olympics, and she still made. Bank and right. Ty Babylonia said they made nothing. They couldn't even. They, they had to pay for a lot of training. So it's just it's it's that's there what's great about these. Rules, you know, there are arcade wonder. rules. I'll I'll tell you a, a documentary I just saw uh, on Netflix, which again does the great thing that you talk about the documentaries do brings you into a world you knew nothing about. I saw the Academy Award winner uh, Twenty Feet from Stardom, and I've obviously been watching a lot of documentaries to, you know, get ready or prepare or up my knowledge for earbuds. Because, you know, we're trying to figure out how we're going to tell these stories for, for earbuds and the, how we're going to structure the story. And, and Andrew Garrity, our DP, goes, man, you should watch 20 Feet from Stardom because it kind of does the thing that we're talking about doing with, with the podcasting documentary. And it's a great, I mean, it's a great film. I see why it won. It's about backup singers and sort of their history um, coming in the kind of 60s and 70s and how you know they started out as sort of they most of them were, were black women that came from gospel backgrounds and um so they were in like r&b and stuff like that and then the english rock bands like started to put them in their song joe cocker and the rolling stones and and all this stuff and then you know they're they're some of them were trying to get solo careers and some had success, some didn't, some got out of the business. And it was just like that thing that documentary you just, and it's, it's such a great title of a movie, of a movie, 20 feet from stardom. Cause you don't notice them as a fan. You know, you listen to the music and you like the lead singer, the band or whatever. And maybe you're like, Oh, the, the whole, the whole sound song's great. But it was like, um, you know, certain songs, iconic rock and roll songs from the 60s and 70s, the, the chorus lines have the backup singers. You know, it's great. One woman sang for Phil Spector and sang this song and, and it was going to be her big solo career. And then he released it under, it said it was another woman's name and and all this stuff. Oh, wow. It, and it's, it's, it's just like, it's so compelling. I've heard it's great. And so you say the movie, it's like the song Give Me Shelter by the Rolling Stones, one of my favorite yeah, songs. Yeah. Without the woman with a background singer singing Rape, that part, it's murder. It's, it's not. They talk know, about that. Okay. I, they, they talk about um, uh, when she sings, Rape, murder, it's just a shadow. And it was like two in the morning, and they called this woman and said, You need to come in here. And she's like, I show up, I'm in slippers and rollers in my hair. It's two in the morning. And Mick Jagger's like, We need this sound or whatever. And she just belts it out. And they're like, wow. And it's all of that stuff. And then where they are now, and then they, 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 there was one woman who, she is still like the top lady and could, everyone was like, she, you could be famous. You could have your own solo career. And she dabbled in it and went, nah, I don't want it. I don't want people knowing who, I don't want paparazzi follow me around. And that was really fascinating. Then there's a young woman who, um, was a backup singer who sang at Michael Jackson's funeral, I think, at the Staples Center, and all of a sudden, like 
Entertainment Weekly picked, you know, showed it and she was, and she's trying to do this solo career and she's wrestling with, they're offering her backup singing gigs, but you know, like it's, it's just, it's a fascinating film and you watch it and you go, I see why this won. I see why this one, and it's beautiful. And there's interviews with Mick Jagger and Sting and Luther Vandross. And I mean, it's just like, it's awesome. It, and they get, you know, of course they get great archival footage and then, you know, interviewing some of these women today and some of them seeing each other for the first time in 25, 30 years or whatever. It was, it was a, it's a great film. They just open up. It's like the Sugar Man. It's uh, Searching for Sugar Man. Oh, I mean, yeah, you, yeah, you watch it and you get, it's just, it's you sit there, it's film. a story and you come, you come away and you feel good. Like we all go through our doubts in this business and you sit there and go, God, this guy was a star and he had, I mean, none of us have had to break rocks, you know what I mean, for our job. And you watch him and you just come out going, man, you know, they just, it just, that's the thing. They just, a lot of them make you feel good. I mean, a lot of them are good. I mean, some of course are depressing, but you know, but some, a lot of them just make you feel. A lot good. of them evoke an emotion. That's for sure. Right. Good or, um, exactly. or, you know, happiness Something. or depression. <laughs> and when searching for Sugarman specifically, they do, they have a nice, it's very subtle and not used that much, but I, I think the perfect amount, they just put a little bit of animation in there of that one song, you know, and they sort of start to animate the streets of Detroit where he sort of came up, you know, playing in these little dive bars in Detroit and this very kind of blue collar folk song guy. And it was just the way they did that. Like I bought the album. Like okay. I, I, I bought cold fact. The minute that happened, I saw that I, I bought that album. Cause I was like, I got to listen to this all the time. So that's really very cool. Yeah. And so I, check those out. Those yeah. docs. And I rewatched Dogtown and Z boys and riding giants and step mm-hmm. into liquid. And Chris was like, so we're only going to watch surfing documentaries? That's your only recommendation? I go, well, Earbuds is going to be about surfing, right? It's going to be about podcasting and surfing. Wave Buds. Wave Buds. Um, All right, so let's move on to DVD. DVDs and Blu-ray, The Hobbit, The Desolation of Smaug. Um, Now, these are the... Obviously, I'm going to own this on DVD. I like to wait. I like to wait and get the boxed set because it's... uh, you know, a lot of times you get, you know, maybe a little extra footage, a little extra bonus. I'm going to gonna get the, the box. I'm, I, I can wait. I'm good. All right. Uh, but it is out now. Uh, August, Osage County. You know, it's one of these movies, um, if you didn't see it in the theater, it's, it's, a, it's a good rental. Like I said, it, mm-hmm. I didn't think it deserved all the Oscar hype, and, and, but it's, it's still a good film. These are still very good performers. And part of it is just I have a personal preference because it's I think it's so hard to adapt a stage play, and I'm very critical when I don't think it's done correctly, and that just might be my personal snobbiness, mm. just because my dad's a theater professor, so I watch. <laughs> I don't know, but but um, um, check August. Oh, I have a story to tell about my dad. This is so great. So we've been releasing photos and stuff from hey we're interviewing this person on earbuds and we've been doing mm-hmm. it so go to the earbuds the facebook page and and so we've been releasing some little videos or outtakes on the comedy film nerds youtube channel yes so we're interviewing david huntsberger and he starts talking like it's a he's in a witness relocation he covers his mouth and he's like oh the thing about podcasting is yeah. sometimes you gotta leave cash and so we were all howling laughter keith blomberg goes okay i'm gonna pixelate his face and we're gonna put that up and he puts it up on youtube and we released it seriously like the the the, the, <laughs> the nasty underbelly of podcasting and he's talking about sometimes i'll you know have to kill someone for a podcast or 30 grand or whatever right so he puts he puts that up on and of course, blast it on, mm-hmm. on Facebook. So I call my dad over the weekend. Um, 
a, a family member um, who had been sick and in the hospital passed away. And it was, you know, it was kind of one of those things. He was in 88 and it was sort of, you know, it was sad. But you're kind of like, hey, he's out of pain. He was in a lot of pain. So I'm talking to my dad about that. And he's telling me about some other stuff. And then he goes, okay, on a second note, son. Uh, so I saw this this podcast video thing about like drug money or something like that. I'm like, what? I'm in my head. I'm like, what? You know, because I've been talking to family members all morning, my cousin and my mom about my uncle passing away. And it's just like, huh? And then he, and he, and he, and I can hear my dad's voice. He's, I, I'm like, he's he got really, worked up. he's really concerned. And I, yeah. he's just like some video I go, and I'm just like racking my brain. Cause I'm like, what? Cause I'm, he's like your documentary. And I'm like, you know, all of a sudden the 500 interviews I've just done are all just <laughs> pouring through my head. I'm like, dad, I don't know what he's like. Some guy talking about money and drugs. And I just started laughing. I'm like, dad, dad, it was totally a joke. I go podcasting is a bunch of nerdy comedians and there's no, no talking one's talking into their garage. Talking, microphones. Yeah, no one's getting killed for 20 grand in cash. And no, yeah. it's none of that. And he just went, Oh wow. I guess I'm a little yeah, gullible. If anything. Yeah. People would be killed for $200. That's a bad, all, yeah. I wish there was $30,000 yeah. being, being exchanged for this business. You could buy every podcast in Los Angeles for $30,000. <laughs> It was the most adorable thing. Yeah, so great. check that video out and see what made my dad afraid for yeah. his son's life. <laughs> see what Dr. Bill got worked up about. Um, and Paranormal Activity, the marked ones, I did not see this one, but they will. Uh, apparently enough people did that they will continue to make them. Sure. I just want to see one more thing about The Hobbit, The Destination of Smog, why, why I wait for the box set. Because I'm hoping it will come with a statue of a dragon. Of course, that's, that's you have your your. You never. I always. I you get them for your birthday and yeah. Christmas, and you buy. Oh, check this out! And yeah. it's always like it comes in some gold box with yeah. the. You know, there's got to be a collector's edition. There's got to be. This he waits. For, yeah. Chris waits for the. Oh, Grandma, look! It came with it this. Better not sell out. Came with a yeah. statue, or you can wear it the, a mask or whatever. Yeah. Like it's. It comes with its own ninja hood. Yeah, yeah. You get your own throwing stars, yeah. and you can pierce your ear with it or whatever like it's always that <laughs> so no exception yeah um, <laughs> i knew the hobbit yeah. <laughs> not, until they're like an actual hobbit you buy yeah. one you can buy an actual <laughs> hobbit yeah. oh speaking of that that reminds remember we were talking about going to australia and i said well i might disappear and get a picture taken at hobbiton over at new zealand people started posting on the twitter feed you got to go it's great and their <laughs> pictures of them at hobbiton <laughs> <laughs> It was great oh. on Twitter. Oh, Chris is gonna, Chris is gonna disappear yeah. in the middle of the Australia shoot if it happens. Um, so premiering this week, uh, Rio two. Um, I don't know that many children that were demanding great. that the sequel get made. Okay, uh, draft day. I don't know many. I'm gonna um, see this. I think Costner's good at sports movies. He is good at sports yeah. movies, yeah. and this has the approval of the NFL. All right. All so it's right. not like maybe the, you guys will win me over you know, on the, draft the day. Chicago right. Grizzlier. But it's the Cleveland Browns. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like, I'm like, oh, <laughs> Christ, we don't want to watch the Browns. <laughs> Fake team or whatever. But the, I, I'm, I'll watch this. You can right, right, well, cast so, your sports movie I'm in. Okay. And next one is Oculus. This movie looks absolutely terrifying. It's another one of those movies that after the trailer, I can't, I can't go see I'm it. It will, it will, it will scare the <laughs> hell out of me. Um, under the Skin. Now, this is a really interesting movie. This is the Scarlett Johansson um, artsy kind of um, UK movie that is about her. She plays an alien that comes down and seduces men, kills them, and like takes their skin. But it's not like a gory, graphic, 
horrible movie. It's more of a, a metaphorical kind of... I think I dated this girl once. Yeah. <laughs> Come on now. It, it's more... And there's Every very little dialogue in it. Made that joke. it. It's a very... Um, it's a very artsy kind of horror movie with like a lot of subtext and uh, metaphor in it. So it, it's getting... The reason I want to see this, too, is that it's one of those movies that's getting wildly varying reviews. Like, everyone from people love it's the best movie ever to, like, this movie is dumb and unwatchable. Like, uh, so I really want to watch it and see uh, see what else. Uh, Clearly, if it's an art movie. They say, everyone's like, all these guys, we're going to see her naked. I would not be surprised if she was um, naked in this movie. So uh, I'm looking forward to that as well. All right. I'll, I'll see it. Yeah. She kills Scotsman. Yeah, <laughs> Scottish hitchhikers. Um, all right. Well, that is our program, ladies and gentlemen. Um, uh, We've got more earbud stuff coming up. We'll be uh, mm-hmm. we'll be doing some uh, more interviews, actually, in Chicago and in DC. We're going to do DC, Baltimore, Philly, um, New York, New York City, and then Chicago and Milwaukee. But there will be some fan interview times. We'll have at Chicago, right at Zanies. Chicago Zanies, um, May twenty fourth. The downtown Zanies, the one on North and Wells from uh, right. noon to, I think we'll do probably noon to four. Noon to five, I'm not sure. And then we'll be on the Capitol Lawn in D.C. We'll be on the front of the Capitol Lawn on May 14th interviewing some folks. So. And and we won't get, we're permitted. So if you see us there, it's not a mistake. It's not a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> well, it'd be nice if John Boehner chased us yeah. off. <laughs> that would be great. That would be um, great footage. Uh, which I have to, I had to go through his office to get this permit. So now That's I get great. his newsletter. Yeah. <laughs> Talking about Obama's war on coal. Oh my God! And, and tanning, tanning deals. Yeah, it's tanning deals. It's ten percent off on tanning, so it's great. And teeth whitening. So uh, yeah, that's where we'll be, you guys. Check that out. Um, Being run by Cooper. an Oompa Loompa. <laughs> Steve Cooper, where can people find you on the internet? Listen to your show, CooperTalk.net. Follow me on Twitter at CooperTalk. Go to if you have an Android phone, go to the Google Play Store. Type in CooperTalk. I have an app. And then if you have an iPhone, it's coopertalk.podbean forward slash mobile forward slash. And then you can get the iPhone. <laughs> so Google It's it. a pain. Yeah. yeah. Go, go Android. If you get just, you know, people listen on Android, iTunes, just find me on iTunes. You don't want the app. <laughs> but at Cooper Talk. Follow All me on right. Twitter and I I'll post a lot. Cool, guys. You can, uh, he gets a lot of great interviews because he's here in LA. So you get to hear him interview. You got some great interviews. Great yeah, I've yeah, been lucky in Nia Bartolos. Mm-hmm. I mean, just mm-hmm. different people. You, I go, wow. Yeah. So you can hear those folks. Um, of course, uh, as we said, earbuds, you know, uh, any all the help you guys have already been giving us is awesome. Any other it's help? It's been invaluable. We wouldn't be this far without you guys. There's a podcasting community, and we are very honored and happy to be a part of it. And you guys are a reason, a huge reason. You guys make it happen. <laughs> so, yeah. And we're going to be deciding literally within the next couple of weeks whether we're going overseas yep. or not. Yeah. So, we we, we're, we're under the gun. We got we to we make a decision. We are under the gun. So... Um, but thank you guys. And of course, follow the at earbuds pod movie on Twitter, uh, the earbuds, uh, fan page on Facebook, like those. Cause we're putting more updates and photos and footage and yep. stuff. I mean, I'm releasing some photos and stuff through my personal Twitter and Facebook, but that's fo- the best place to keep posted on the, uh, yeah. on the actual movie. Yeah. Go to the, go to the earbuds thing. Um, and, uh, of course I've got, um, some comedy tour dates, uh, with, I will be with Doug Benson the next month. We're going to be in Raleigh, North Carolina, April 10, Charlotte, April 12, Asheville, the 13th, Salt Lake City, the 17th. You're going to meet our uh, intern, Daniel, You're from Asheville. Yes, yeah, yes. Be this later the 13th. Um, and we'll be in San Francisco on April 19, 
Doug will be recording his album live at Helium in Portland on 420. And as always, we will be in Eugene, Oregon at the Wow Hall. Woodsmen of the World Unite on the 21st. (laughs) Uh, and then, of course, Madison, Wisconsin, May 3rd, Chicago on the 4th, Rosemont on the 5th. Check all those dates out on ComedyFilmNerds.com and GrantMelwood.com. And I'll actually be in Las Vegas at the Improv at Harris this week from Tuesday through Sunday. Mm-hmm. All right. That's our show, ladies and gentlemen. That is our program. I'd like to thank our sponsor, Squarespace. Remember, coupon code CFN for 10% off. Yeah, if you start a cool website, tell us about it. Yeah, if you start absolutely. a Squarespace website, tell we, us and we'll plug it. Yeah, we've got a couple more of these ads to do. So if you started, we will promote it. So Squarespace website, create it, let us know. Yeah. So maybe I should start a Whistling Bane's website. <laughs> Probably should. They use got, the coupon code. Yeah, I will. <laughs> I'll use the coupon code, Chris. All right, guys. Uh, that is our show. <laughs> Um, don't worry. We will. I will see the raid too, and we will talk about yes, it. I'm ready to talk about uh, it. And I know you guys have been asking for some spoiler ups. We've been so busy with the film. We'll try to start banging some more of those out. Yeah, we'll definitely see. We'll, we'll be. We're trying our best. We're trying There's our a best. Lot going we're on. trying our best. Um, so thank you once again to Steve Cooper. My name. <laughs> thank you, Elvis. Uh, <laughs> thank you very much. Uh, my name is Graham Elwood, and I'm Chris Mancini. And as always, remember, Han, Han shot, shot first. first. Hail Hydra. Ha <laughs> ha!